The Boiled Sports Handsome Hour is sponsored by Martin Vintage. Visit martinvintage.com for an excellent selection of classic Purdue t-shirts. Enter Boiled at checkout for 15% off. martinvintage.com And by AJ's. When you're in West Lafayette, visit AJ's on Vine Street for an excellent selection of beer, burgers, and beefy boilermakers. EatAJ's.com And by Gridiron Metal Works. For outstanding college-themed gifts for the metallurgical fan in your life, check out the grill grates, griddle grates, koozies, and much more from the handsome boys at Gridiron Metal Works. GridironMetalWorks.com uh, There's some good comments. Uh, we've lost, uh, we almost had Boiler down. Uh, he'll <laughs> he'll be here. We'll, says, we'll, 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 we'll hear his dulcet sounds. It's, it's stone cold. Uh, the I mean, so the other part of this, yeah. Oh, these are really great points, Bullard. That that you're making, <laughs> <laughs> the silent partner that we've often described you at both you know sports what? as the silent partner. Yeah, just, strong, sign, just, strong sign, just sign what we're saying for for anyone who's who's. <laughs> it's more of an accessibility thing. And then he has to do you have to do like a jump shot. John Faker is can feel the anticipation in his downstairs. That may be may be a go-to. Welcome to the uh, basketball beat. It's been pulled out of mothballs. Speaking of being pulled out of mothballs, there he is. Just pull it out of the storage container in your garage. Just shake it a couple times. Those of you who've only been listening to Bullet Sports. Uh, podcast for three or four years may not recognize <laughs> the gentleman in the upper right. Um, you can find him uh, sometimes on Twitter, although his tweets, it's like a Mission Impossible thing. They just they, 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 they delete themselves after a certain amount of time. 30 days. 30 days. Is everyone, that- everyone should delete their, their tweets, their Facebook posts. Their, Nobody should their tweet. Instagram Nobody after should tweet. Well, just don't poison. tweet. It's poison. That's it's That's awful. more of the approach that I've been taking lately. Is I'm going to run for something, isn't he? Pop, pop in every once in a while. Isn't it amazing when people have stuff out there like that that gets dug up? It's like, what were you like? Just delete everything. Every every athlete, every young white quarterback has something bad in their background, except for Joe Burrow, who is just like, hey, this LeBron James guy is real good. That's all he does. All he is is vibes. That's why he wins. He doesn't have He's, anything. That's that, it. That man lives on vibes. It's he is a vibe. He's the best. <laughs> There is nothing better than Joe Burrow. I, I might start watching the NFL again just so I can watch him. Oh, it's, it's so pretty good. ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous what he did. He almost he was what one late score holding them off of one late score from winning a national championship at LSU and a Super Bowl for the Bengals in a two year Bengals. Span. LSU, they win like once every eight years or whatever, or once every five years. They're there anyway. The yeah. Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals. Yeah. The it's the best. It's the but what other current events can we do? Uh, I don't think there's really much going on these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we waited to do a, a podcast about Purdue basketball until they had a week off so that it would you know have a longer shelf life. You can't entirely do it when they're playing every other day. Entirely honestly, like we knew that the minute that we would put it out, it would be like okay, on to the next, which is why we kind of let 
Dow do his quick yeah. cast. In That's theory, exactly that was right. why we definitely talked about this in the uh, in the many planning sessions and what meetings we that about? we have for I mean, World yeah. Let's, let's be real honest here and say that we just act right. in ways that we want to act and then retroactively ascribe a strategy to those actions. Nobody else <laughs> ever functions like this in the history of yeah. anything. Yeah. By the way, if you're uh, not subscribed on YouTube, what are you doing? What are you doing? Smash that like button. And hit the little <laughs> bell. Hit the bell for the notifications. And then uh, Boiler Dowd's voice will uh, come into your feed every now and then. And His voice and those amazing it. glasses that oh, he it's, it's so I love it. I genuinely love it. Watch it just for that. There's no glass in those. There's no panes. They're just frames. It's I don't great. know if you knew that. Um, he may or may not join us. He was he was talking about it. <laughs> John Faker now wants to know if Michael's in the Mars space pod from the Martian. I, I, John, I don't appreciate you putting me on blast like this in front of a worldwide audience. Michael's old because Michael used to be from the the Pacific Northwest <laughs> capital of uh, of of oh here's here's John Faker yeah. going three for three growing potatoes with Matt Damon. <laughs> I mean, at this point, all of John's uh, messages should have little flames on them, like we're in NBA Jam. When you hit He's three shots in there. He's on fire. He it used to be the Pacific Northwest capital of mm -hmm. uh, the board sports, uh, you know, universe. Now mm -hmm. it's the southern capital of the board mm -hmm. sports universe. So beautiful Texas. So Michael is no longer the uh, communist tree hugger. He mm -hmm. is now rooting, tooting, uh, rooting, rooting, tootin tootin Michael. If, if you don't think that I'm wearing my boots right now, then you out, are. Boots are straight. underrated. Out in boots his armory. Underrated. Yeah, it's, out in my armory. You know what? I've I've brought a lot of the Pacific Northwest with me, and it has uh, not been appreciated down here in Texas. Like the civil unrest part? You mean? <laughs> Is that what you brought down there? Because I feel like that goes wherever you are, it seems. I don't know. You ever seen civil unrest of Michael in the same place? I don't know. They seem like um, Motor City Boiler has an interesting comment. He says, Boiler has been very angry lately. Lately? I feel like I feel how like MCB has been around long enough. How that, long has Boiler Sports you know. been around? Sixteen years. It's, it's the same guy. You're getting the same guy. It's One of the my guy favorite things. I, I really was hoping he'd be on tonight because I wanted to talk about one of my favorite recent quick casts was when he got on with reams of data and said, "I'm not an analytics guy. I don't like it," and then proceeded to make the most coherent <laughs> analytical <laughs> argument I've ever seen. Yeah, like it was actually very rock solid. He said you have to look at recent Final Four teams and compare. You know how does Purdue? Let's, let's be honest. Those though. teams, that, and I thought that was a very thoughtful way to do it. Dow Dow did none of that. LBD did all of that. Yeah, he did all probably. the work. He just read all the LBD. Yeah. <laughs> because at this point, his fact checker has gotten old enough to be able mm -hmm. to check facts. And mm -hmm. so that's why the content is through the roof, people. Through the roof. Through the roof. He'll just yeah. hand it off eventually. I think that's the plan. Or or we will forcibly exactly. It's a coup. It's a it's a coup either way. I mean, mm -hmm. like you know, uh, basically LBD. Whenever you want to make a move, you just let it. us know. Yeah, that's you just it. on the sly. Exactly. Just let us know. So so you know, it's it's been a little bit. Uh, we re we haven't dedicated an entire podcast to talk about basketball though. Uh, since like last year, though we uh, may sneak some football talk into this because we are already planning things for the football season, which is great. <laughs> it's absolutely irrational behavior. It's the best. It's just ridiculous. Uh, insane Ten behavior. That being said, overall, 
in general, how are you feeling, especially kind of coming out of like this seemingly endless stretch of 9 p.m. games every other day? I love the 9 p.m. games. Because you're in Central Time Zone, Contrary. which is honestly quite good. Central and, London, the and, Pacific Northwest, too. Oh, I loved it then. That was that was great. Was, I mean, game starting at six o'clock. I mean, you something on after four. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. probably great. It was awesome. Uh, I, I yeah, you know, it, it. I agree with John here again that um, we should use some of Jay Money's money, vast wealth for good, such as. Hiring assistance for all of us. I'm I'm in support of that. Was, it's def, it's definitely has, better. It's definitely better than what he currently spends his his wealth on. He has assistance. He has assistance, but they're all there. They're Michael all with butlers. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I'm bored, he, he says, have two of your butlers fight. He does. He has a Jay. People don't know this, but Jay actually has six butlers, and <laughs> at the end of every quarter of the year he has them fight until he only has three left and then he hires three more and then he has them do work and then at the end of the quarter he has them fight again and this is basically just how jay spends his money like the better performance reviews exactly Mm -hmm. that's it this is your performance review but purdue basketball Motor City Boiler says to make sure you introduce the new guy when you guys start recording. <laughs> everyone's, you. everyone's coming right off the top rope. If you haven't tuned it. in since 2018, if you haven't tuned in since AJ Hammonds was starting for Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I wrote I wrote a couple things on Carson. Thank it's, you very much. It's it's absurd the amount of ink that we have, the digital ink that we have used over mediocre uh, basketball teams, and yeah. by the time we get to this amazing team, we're There's just no so burnt out. Like, we're, nah, so burnt, nah. we're so burnt out. <laughs> we, we we're just going to watch it, it with all of you. That's, that's, we spent all of it on Daryl Hazel and uh, yeah. Donnie Hale. Oh my gosh, we were writing stuff every damn day about those teams. Don't Meanwhile, this is that? the this is this the most fun? Yes. Like, at least in the regular season, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll put an addendum on March and all of this. But like, is this the most fun you have watching a regular season Purdue basketball? Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. yeah, it's great. But you don't think the baby boiler season was better because it was not even expected? So I think, well, I mean, that was, that was unique. Was so fun. We yeah. sort of expected this a little bit, or at least parts of this right. a little bit. Which so, yeah, you don't get that. You don't get that surprise factor. But when I, Purdue is clicking and just dog walking people that is a lot of fun to watch because it's not you know common for for purdue so so that's the other thing is like you know you go in the favorite and you just dominate like do do you prefer that or do you prefer things like the carson run which like we all kind of thought was possible in the back right but none of us are expecting that to be the elite 18 especially well, kind of following the other all of the other teams that like won the big 10 and like you know had like was deep and had um like biggie and like you know the four seniors like it it you know the the do you prefer the surprise run well, or is this just in and out like well, you dominating? asked about you asked about regular season yeah and regular season the elite eight year with person was not as fun to watch yeah. Yeah. And there was and a lot of up and down we wrote the team off in December and we were like, Oh, January, February. Yeah, cool. They could be fun. Maybe a nice sweet 16 run unexpectedly. And that's it. We what were the they in that tournament? Like a four, maybe they were, they ended up being a four. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'll say Which what was fun about that run was I'm getting all these texts from friends who follow PAC 12 yeah. teams and WCC teams and SEC teams being like, holy crap! I didn't know you you guys had such a good team. That was that was kind of fun, but yeah, 
that's part of the package. Yeah, and the other thing that just this made me think of that I find interesting, just because it's a weird anomaly, but Purdue's last two uh, Elite Eight teams were both not expected to go that far. Yeah. Right, yeah. that team, and then I know the other one predates you guys, but the two thousand team. team, yeah, they were a six seed. They weren't even that. They had a middling season, and then they go to the elite eight and um, lose and to Wisconsin for the lose to an eight seed Wisconsin. Don't I, that they know. had beaten twice in the race. I, mean, I think they've beaten them once get, and lost again, twice. You know, but they, either way, they played four times. Are you? Are any of you looking forward to the next time Purdue plays Illinois? Because I'm not. Like I, Purdue beat Illinois mm. twice, and Purdue seemed like the tougher team. That being said, good lord, it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. It's yeah, but Illinois, what was that overtime? And then the other one was pretty handily. It was like, it was solid, but they, you know, it was it was close, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Underwood doesn't impress me. I, I just, but the I, fact know, that he's got a bunch of twenty-five-year-olds. I mean, the, honestly, the, I think the average age on that team is over twenty-two, is over which is Michael's wild. Age. Yeah, they can all win cars. It's yeah, not. It's convenient. It's so, convenient. so yeah, but what do you? Who cares? What are you worried about Illinois for? In the Big Ten tournament? No, I don't. They're not going like, to yeah. meet them till the final or semifinal, yeah. right? So I don't, don't care know. about the Big Ten tournament. They, they could disband it tomorrow, and I would not care. I mean, I, I, the, I honestly, the I benefit mean. the benefit of this, like they they what did um, Golden Black say something like three four weeks without a day off because they usually do kind of a prep day, a travel day, and game day. Yeah. Um. So it was like so either it was a shortened schedule for them or no day off. Um. The benefit of that, which like Boiler Dad was completely right in saying that, you know, the Big Ten kind of screwed Purdue to make michigan's um you know schedule work a little bit better that being said the end of the season becomes like rest up time like all of a sudden you've played you're rested you've won Mm -hmm. you've banked a whole bunch of wins and as other teams in the top 10 are kind of taking some bad losses like Purdue's just sitting there and resting up and Jaden ivy can you know uh do Jaden ivy things like explode on the baseline all of a sudden like no other Mm -hmm. purdue player i've ever seen like for a slam, I've never wanted anything more than a March run for Jaden Ivey leading to him being drafted by the Pacers. There's nothing that I want more, which is why I know the basketball gods deem it to be uh, a very low probability event. Then, never the Knicks. Uh, don't. That's way too him. competent of a move. Don't do it. No I don't. I don't care who drafts him. I'm going to root for even if it's the Knicks. Uh, I mean, even if it's the Knicks. Yeah. What, is, what do I you don't mean? Think Why should I be excited about the Knicks? What What do the Knicks have what to be excited about? What harm do the Knicks do? What do you have? What could you possibly have against them? Ugly basketball? <laughs> the yeah. late 90s? Like, I, I don't know how to enjoy knees. I enjoy knees. Mid 90s that you're thinking <laughs> of, by the way. They were particularly <laughs> awful in the No, late 90s was Spreewell Knicks. That was a yeah, far more watchable that was the four team. Point play, Houston, that was the four-point play Knicks, and even though those were the more fun Knicks, I cannot do this. On yeah, I, it, I, the, the, yeah, I love Larry Johnson as a player. Just you I guys cannot... almost had Jaw. You guys were one. You, oh. you were one pick away from the 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 one point. You know what? You know what? Jayden. You know what? I, allows me to not really be that upset by things like that is that if they'd gotten John Morant, he'd have flamed out of the league by now. Oh yeah, uh, they would have. They'll ruin. T- Whoever they get, so it's better for Ja that he didn't go to the Knicks. Tibbs would have ground his ligaments oh. just into powder. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like I don't sit there going, "Oh, John Morant doing that for the Knicks." No, because if he was on the Knicks, he wouldn't be doing that. It's really that easy. I'm it doesn't matter you. who they sign. It doesn't. It doesn't it's. Matter. I just want 
like one healthy run. We can just do one healthy one, right? Like once in mean? our lives. They, like, were healthy, they were healthy two years ago, three, whatever that was, three years ago. Until Isaac Haas uh, broke his elbow. No, the, the Carson team was perfectly healthy. He's, he's talking about the Elite Eight the, team. Yeah, but the Carson team, again, yeah, I guess the Carson team was perfectly healthy, hmm. and that's when they kind of went on the run. But again, that wasn't a team that we were looking at that could do kind of big, big things, right? So it isn't, wasn't isn't the pressure us. higher on this Purdue team? Sure, but ju- I will take the pressure. Just do oh, not yeah. give me a broken elbow in oh, the third yeah. week of March. Oh, you know yeah, what I course. mean? Like, that's it. Oh, I know it's uh, going to happen. It's, it's all of you people who are saying, oh, you're going to jinx it right now. What are you talking about? Have you not lived a life of Purdue suffering already? Yeah. What what harm, what more harm could we do that isn't already coming our way? So it's like it is. Um, yeah, that's it. I There's going to be pressure. Purdue's going to be a one or a two seed. Probably a two. Probably one of the higher that's, twos. That's kind of slipping and it's kind of bugging me a little bit because Purdue has been extremely, I think, consistently. They, yeah. they were a media darling when the season started everybody really liked them was talking about them and painter and and seemed eager to see them at number one and they've really done nothing i don't think to to take the shine off of that they've got what what are they 24 and four like it's well it was the michigan loss is the thing that 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 is going to prevent them from advancing in the eyes one bad loss one bad loss well it it is it is one bad loss but also the top three are kind of like barring a, a pretty another pretty bad loss, like um, it does seem like Gonzaga, Arizona, like are pretty unimpeded to it. Kansas, I think, has a pretty clear path to a one, and then you know Auburn, like Auburn, even though they just kind of took a took a loss, it's not like their their schedule gets difficult, right? So I think it's most likely if Purdue. Like, so what the last three games right now are Michigan State, IU, and uh, in uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. So, it, in all likelihood, Purdue probably takes one more loss. It will be probably. okay when Purdue takes that loss. It's fine. It'll be yeah. okay. Um, but so, if they take that loss plus a Big Ten tournament loss, you know, that kind of puts them into a mid to high two seed. And I'd mm-hmm. be perfectly fine. I think that. that's fine. That's a great be a two. That's a great. I, I think anything less than that, though, is a disappointment after oh, the year yeah. they've had. Oh, I would be, I, think, I would be stunned yeah. if they ended up at like unless they took multiple, like two or three losses between now and the end, which would be like a really bad. That's oh, they would earn where, themselves a bad. Yeah, and that's that's at the point where okay, it's concerning. You got to end the season. It's tough. It is not an easy end to the season. You know, Michigan at Michigan State at Wisconsin and home, which Wisconsin, good lord, Johnny Davis, and at and home versus Indiana, then one or two games in the Big Ten tournament and a loss. Like all of it, if you lose three of those, all of a sudden that becomes like a cause for concern. Um, you know, that becomes a you know just like the the. Um, speaking of the baby boy, there's a 2011 team with the team without Rob, but mm-hmm. with Etwan and Juwan that lost senior day, you know, pretty listlessly to Iowa and then kind of lost the first game of the Big Ten tournament. And you were like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I don't know. First or second game of the Big Ten tournament, like completely listless. And yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? Something's and off. Then, and then that was the team that, you know, went lifeless against VCU, right? The so, dang ball rack. It is. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Throwing it at people's heads. Throwing it at people's heads. Concussions. Yeah, it really yeah. just messes with the team chemistry. It was a crazier time. Yeah. <laughs> Read so, There's a book where you can learn all about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, one thing I was looking at before this, though, that makes me feel good about the end of the season is that Wisconsin has uh, tomorrow night, they've got a lovely 9 p.m. start at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Then three days later, they're at Rutgers, and nobody comes into the rack. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And then they finish uh, versus Purdue and versus Nebraska. So they have four games left, two on the road in places that aren't totally friendly to play. And I don't know if Minnesota will be more than a speed bump, but I know at Rutgers will be at least a tough game because Rutgers has proven to be a good team at home this year. Um, so I feel good about that. I feel like they're going to take a loss. I don't think they're going to win four. Yeah, but but then all of a sudden, you know, you get something like seven Big Ten teams in the tournament, but none of them are over, you know, two, right? Right. Um, yeah. So none of them, like maybe you get one, two seed and two or three, two, three seeds. I mean. Uh, Which is right. sort of how the Big Ten has been. In uh, the, they beat up on each other and then they go into March tired and then all of a sudden they take a loss in the tournament. Yay, the, conference. The thing that makes me feel positive about this team, though, is – out of the losses, the Michigan loss was was really bad, but came at the end of a really tough run. But I can't say the same about the other losses as far so, as them no. being good. Like like these were they played teams that hit great shots and and played above their level and Purdue lost. And that's that's just going to happen in college basketball. So in the, in the moment, Wisconsin felt bad. And, uh, that that was kind of before we realized that Johnny it's Davis ho- was like, home loss. Though home losses are bad. The only but one of the year. But a home loss to an all of a sudden national player of the year, you know, contender, like you know, yeah, a really good team that's twenty one and five. Yeah, like they okay. Now let's say they go to Madison and win. Then I don't even. That loss then doesn't sting me that badly no. because you've t- you've taken it back. If you go do that, you have your chance to do it. So yeah. I, I agree though. The Michigan yeah. loss was a was a bit of an open handed slap. Meanwhile, what did uh, the respect? Nothing. Nothing for that. <laughs> Nothing at all for that. I was gonna say. Meanwhile, the respected Tom Izzo, um, the respectful, <laughs> the accountable Tom Izzo, I think lost tonight. Uh, lost. Well, by, lost Kyle, Char- Kyle Charters, a friend of ours on Twitter, he tweeted that. Tomeza said this morning that um, he would go down the handshake line and shake everyone's hand, even if they kicked his butt. And he said, and I didn't realize he meant tonight. Tonight? <laughs> <laughs> the 86 to 60 to Iowa. They've lost North. like five of six. Did you know that? Yeah. Um, yeah Rutgers, really Rutgers, Wisconsin, Penn State, really. Illinois, and Iowa. The one win, IU. Oh, good so, old IU. Oh, I hate to see it. Michigan State has a pretty tough into their season. And Iowa can really fill it up which is not something that feels right when I say it, but it's <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless true. Uh, they retired Luca Garza's number tonight. You're retiring Luca? Didn't he? Wasn't he just last year? Didn't he play until last year? Yeah. Yeah. They're retiring mm-hmm. his number. Huh? Well, when it's should a, they do it? A niche? 10 years emotional. after he leaves? Yeah, exactly. No, no. no. If you're going to do it, but, but I don't get like, think of all those uh, deep runs. He took them on. What? I mean, but he, didn't he win one at least one national player of the year? So yeah, all those like, Big Ten titles too. No, I mean, hey, no, listen, no, it's no, Iowa. It's a Fran. It's the like, excellence it, of Fran. Okay, he won a player of the year. Great. You retire his number? Yeah. Oh, if you win a player of the year, it's an automatic raise. You the you have to view these players in the context of the programs that they come from. Yeah. And no, Luke Garza is 
a top three Iowa basketball player of all time. I cannot name another great Iowa basketball player. I'm I said sure top three I'm, because I'm sure there's some guys out I'm there that I'm forgetting. I'm sure. Shout out to all of you Iowa people. Mm-hmm. I cannot name another one of yours, another one of your basketball players. No, no, Nor do I want to. Like, I have a no. browser open. I can <laughs> easily Google this. All-time great Iowa basketball players. It'll be like... Yeah, it'll be like Corbin it'll be the first like Google search that returns no results. Keegan Murray is going to be a top ten pick this <laughs> no year, and again, before. he's like he is so fine, like he's exactly fine. Hello. He'll be a solid, fine NBA player. He's Iowa. It's just they're fine. They're fine. They're right. Yeah, they're Iowa. Harmless in the end, but fine. I think you know he's a little better than fine. Keegan Murray, he's in college in the NBA. He could turn out with some, you know, real coaching and development. He could turn into a really Ooh, good shots fired at Fran. Oh Ooh. yeah, you know me. Never shooting at Iowa ever. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, what was I going to say here? Oh, Michigan State's down to nine and seven in conference, but they're still they'll still get what they'll get a they'll get a three. Oh, yeah, because it's uh, January, February, Izzo, correct? That's what we're supposed to say as he flames out yet again to another double-digit seed, and we just all don't talk about it. The end of his career is going to be awful. Like It's, it's going to be Only your great. lips to God's ears. I really Well, I, I think awful to experience um, from my perspective because he's still going to be talked about as if he can turn Michigan State into a good team, and every year it's going to be – 18 wins and a preseason number seven ranking that kind of crap right it's always he's gonna turn basically he's gonna turn michigan state basketball into notre dame football (laughs) that's pretty good i think notre dame football has been much better than that than that of late listen don't take away the joy that i have in watching them get curb stomped in a bowl in a in a january bowl i hope you've been enjoying it because marcus freeman is there now i hope they have two outstanding years and Marcus and Freeman. Freeman gets hired by the NFL, and all of a sudden, you know, I can go back to just hating Notre Dame like normal. Or Freeman gets hired to replace fired Kelly at LSU. I've been spending the time since he's been hired trying to figure out a way that he can be successful while Notre Dame sucks. And I haven't gotten there yet, but... It's got to be quick. It's got to be a quick burn. They've got to go undefeated, win a national title this year, and all of a sudden, that's it. No, no, no. I can't have have them winning a national title. I cannot have them. If he makes the the playoff, that is a great Marcus Freeman story. He doesn't need to win the title. Rip off the band-aid. No, no, close loss. I refuse to accept that as a a real. I mean, he can't. You can't. Notre Dame can't beat. There is there is no program in football or basketball or any other sports that I disdain more than Notre Dame for many reasons. Michigan State, ba- Michigan State athletics is getting there for me. You it's, know. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Anish, you're not allowed to say that unless you donate to one of their charities. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? You know what's great? I really enjoy people telling me to uh, donate after saying it's really funny for Tom Izzo to be the one talking about responsibility and accountability for people telling me to go donate to Michigan state's accountability fund, because they're going to hold themselves accountable and they need your money to do it. The only way to send a message to Michigan state is to give Michigan state more money. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's it. What is so hard to understand about? I know it's (laughs) capitalism. This is it, right? It works. It works. If it doesn't work yet, just give it more time. Just give it more money. More money. Just give it more time, more money. It's fine. You're the unreasonable one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, couldn't have um, a worse program. By the way, speaking of programs that aren't Purdue, and uh, speaking of programs in my home state, you guys know I love to give Rutgers love. Um, do you know they're a half game out of getting the fourth double bye? If they if they beat Purdue, like at Purdue, they're, they're, the warning light is on that Rutgers would have won the conference. Like, <laughs> they're, we are at DEFCON like 2. check engine light. For, You're like, no. oh, something's not right Rutgers here. Rutgers winning the Big Ten. Like, no, but they'd get a double bye. They'd be in the top four. How that alone is ludicrous. Leave aside tell- winning the conference. I'm telling Purdue, I don't care. Again, we've established I if I would ideally like one win in the Big Ten tournament, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just take the rest. Jaden, get into, you know, a cold tub and a hot tub. It's fine. Like, just rest, be cool. Um, but if I were one of those teams that were kind of on the bubble that needed a good, you know, good couple of wins, I would not want to see Rutgers on the Big Ten tournament at all. No, no. no, no. So it's like, I mean, you know, you you were talking about kind of Purdue's losses again. Um, you know, going back to the Rutgers game, like all of a sudden Rutgers, it's not a buzzer beating loss to a terrible team. It's actually a buzzer beating loss on the road to a perfectly fine, you know, perfectly fine mate, probably yeah. on the right <clears throat> side of the bubble team. Um, you know, now they climbed through the quads after that oh, yeah. after that win because they had as bad of a start to the season as you could possibly. Have. But then they won. Was it four or five in a row against ranked teams? Yeah, that's pretty so, good. Then you they're, get... they're still on that that quad one quad two border if I'm remembering correctly, but they're probably going to wind up on the right side of that. Then you get to Indiana. Sucks. I can't. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing I can well, say. I do can't love... rationalize it. It's their Super Bowl. So, like, I mean, they should raise a banner for it. I totally agree. You've broken a 13 game losing streak against Purdue. It's awesome. Go barely, for it. barely. Raise like, a banner. Purdue had the chance to win that game. That wasn't like that was a decisive win. Purdue had the ball, and you know, and is, is Tennessee still out, or is he back? Uh, mm-hmm. He might be back now. Yeah, but they they still basically since all of them kind of gotten whatever five of them got suspended, um, we uh, five of them gotten suspended. We we're not gonna. Um, uh, we're not going to see a good run out of them yet. Uh, really quickly, it does look like we have a caller on the line. Uh, let's go to line. But can we go to line one, please? Line one. Let's oh, go. look at that. Oh, and he's. Oh, oh he can't. His microphone's not working. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nope, it's not. <laughs> oh, no. This, the, the show was going great. It was going amazing. Uh, it's fine. Just shout into the mic at the point where uh, you open know, your you're, window. You're good. And just yell. <laughs> open a window down. <laughs> oh, oh man. The one of the losses, so th- we we were kind of going through the losses. One of the losses was the IU game, which is Trevion Williams' kind of worst stretch of the season. It seems like we've got him back, like the real him back, which is nice. And the Michigan loss, I think we're chalking up to a schedule loss. Is that right? Like, are we are we okay doing that? Boiler Dad's giving a thumbs up. I mean, well, I bet I bet Dow just has a great point to just situate <laughs> that statement. <laughs> No, I think I, th- I I think you're right, and and also it, it happened, and there's nothing we can do about it now anyway. But the team is playing 
differently. Like the biggest thing with Williams is just uh, he went through a stretch where if he would get the ball, you know, he'd really like work it, you know, no matter where he was on the court and he would try to like the hero ball for, for bigs was, was, and I think that part of that was him trying to get back into a rhythm. And lately he's been more letting the game sort of come to him in that sense. He'd always, he'd he'd always do that thing where he fades away from the basket with the little flash. Oh, look no! at him. Look at him. Okay. Can we do the bit again? Can we screw you, John again? Faker? <laughs> Dad is my dad. I used to like him too. Faker used be, to be, he's been more. he's been letting it go. He's been letting it fly. He has been. Bit. He has just got a flamethrower tonight. He I mean, it's just good that he's making fun of someone other than me. Yeah. <laughs> Motor City Boiler says, "Did Boiler Dad unplug the mic and unplug it back in?" Yeah. No, <laughs> I held down the power button for five. No, I didn't. No, I, I think. I think I Dad just held freaking software as intermediaries to get me to this. Yeah, I hate it. I, I, that's not what I think I happened. Honestly, what I think I happened is. Is I think Dow just yelled, and then the computer was like, oh, "I got to get this guy off my right, back. Enough. I'm going to make this work." Oh, all right, it's not funny anymore. All I right. put J, I put J Money and I on one side of the screen because we're matching, because we matchy. Yeah. Oh, I could have done that too, but I didn't. I've got okay. my I got my sweatshirt back here. I've worn it's hot warm here in Texas. I live so. in Texas. I've worn <laughs> this for the last several like for all of the Purdue wins recently. <laughs> so now I'm stuck. Like I can't. Oh, that's that's the that's, that's the it. trick. That's why they've yeah. been winning. It has to be. There's that's nothing really else. There's I know. I, I think that's probably why they got it back. It's I don't science. have any doubt about that. Um, I, we've said Trey like uh, his weak stretch, not just when he's trying to overpass or trying to you know the the it, the hero ball for Trey isn't just the dribbling the air out of the ball, but it's also <laughs> that he wants to do the you know he wants to do the highlight pass. But the worst part is the fadeaway kind of floater. He needs to just go towards the basket. You're huge. Well, it's the funny thing. Like, what you're saying is so, you know, big fundamental idea, right? Just do the little things that you can easily do and and big things will change, right? Like, he he read his press and he heard that he's the best passing big man in America. So then he's like, all right, I'm going to really impress, right? Those passes sometimes. He he went through a stretch where he was doing the one-handed sling the ball. And it would go... Just to nobody, yeah, whatever, or directly to somebody, and that's the other thing is that if you look at, <laughs> if you look at some of these numbers, Purdue's defense is really bad in transition. You can just stop that turn, <laughs> but the the, the the half court defense of late has gotten better. But yeah, what makes yeah. these numbers look a lot worse? Or every turnover is a fast yeah. break for the other team, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like it's not that I, and it's almost like you know we we get two bigs like it's it's Mason Gillis, whatever center is on the court crashing the glass. Mm-hmm. It's always Jaden Ivy heading, you know, um, being at the rim, and all of yeah. a sudden you got three guys underneath it, you know, three guys underneath the glass and nobody back. All of a sudden you're you're giving up free points and. When Purdue went through that really like grueling three week stretch, all of a sudden you saw the turnover numbers go up, and when the turnover numbers go up, the fast break points given up. Go, uh, go I think up, there's kind of there's discrete things about Purdue's defense that are bad. It's not as a whole they're just suffering everything. There are certain things yeah. that we're not good at. The switching on shooters is a problem, and transition is a problem. And when a team is able to exploit those two then you better hope that Purdue outscores them. Something that they've largely been able to do. 
Yeah, they. Um, th- that's the the being able to outscore teams, right? That's that's something I think, especially in December, we all thought was kind of a priority, um, and it was like absolutely they were going to be able to to keep going doing that, right? Then all of a sudden, the offense was figured out by a couple people, right? Throw the, throw the extended um, uh, trap at them, and all of a sudden Purdue was mortal, right? Yeah. And it exposed everything. Um, the big thing that I take away, you just can't, you can't outscore teams all the time, obviously. Um, and, the, and I am so – you guys know this. I mean, these, these guys on this show know more than the people in the margin here how much I am worried or – I don't even know what you want to call it. It doesn't do me any good, but – I just, I, this, the defense, the defensive uh, problems are just, they're so glaring to me, especially by teams that are well coached, you know, like, and we see even like Rutgers, even though Purdue won convincingly, they, they knew what they were doing. They had a game plan to do it and uh, they never got close to doing it because Purdue was so in sync and just kind of found that rhythm again. I just have a hard time believing they'll find that rhythm consistently through the tournament that's my four games in a row right yeah i mean that's That's a lot you need to see um like the uh, this it's so strange because if you look through the if you look through the ken palm ratings it's weird that the offense through the years has been the thing floating purdue like in recent years like in this kind of painter era right like we had the baseballers painter era and then this one this one it's been the efficient offense which is crazy because when we think of painter he's a defensive coach like he's a he's a coach, a defensive coach, and he coaches big men, right? Right, and, and you know, like in my day, that's a really good point. And my my deep dive into into the other teams in the in the Ken Palm high rankings, like the, that's one thing that's been kind of like a surprise to me is I I always thought Purdue, and maybe it's because I just like would pay attention when it when it felt like the right time to the Ken Palm rankings, but the I always felt like Purdue's defensive efficiency was top five to 10, like pretty much all the time. And it's really not the case. It really hadn't been the case of late. No, um, this team, it's so strange because I, it's, it's so strange to see usually Purdue like mediocre defensive teams. You just see them run out of gas on the defensive end. To me, this team try, I don't think effort is the problem on defense. Really? It, I genuinely think okay. it is instincts. Like they are trying they are just not quite either in sync or they're all not doing the same, but they're all earnestly doing what they think they should be at the moment. So, right? so let me, let me, let me look that part right there. You say earnestly doing what they think they should be doing at that moment. You, so you believe, because I disagree with this, that one guy specifically, like I watch Ivy specifically and I'll pick guys like just to watch like an, you know, ISO on him. Sure. And I'm like, it feels like he takes defensive possessions off where right. he's I, sagging more. Right. And he's, or he's getting lazy and just trying to cut off the passing lane, not staying in. That's been his thing all season. I think but, that's fair, but I, I do think it's a, it, he's got a lot of, he, he carries the offense. Right. And so it is a large part. Uh, you know, that is a large part of kind of why, that could happen, but no, you're right. I, I totally think that of the people that, um, of the people you could pick on there, by the way, we're not picking on Jaden Ivy. He's amazing. No. But no. like, but I think on defense, you are right that he does tend to kind but of take. If, you, if you listen right. to Matt Painter though, recently in press conferences and then in show and stuff, what he talks about on defense is communication. Like over and over and over. Yeah. Aren't, aren't operating as a unit. And I think that goes back to, 
Um, that, well, that goes back to a lot of things. Like earlier on in the season, what he talked about when Purdue, you know, lost to Rutgers and sort of struggled a little bit. One of the things that he said that has stuck with me has been, you know, maybe this team got used to outscoring everybody. Right. And didn't really feel like that emphasis needed to be there on defense. And so I think this is a much different defensive team now in the middle of February than it was in November, December, January, because I think they are evolving. And then one other point on Matt Painter, you know, Dowdy, you were talking about the, the, the team, like the offensive and defensive efficiency changes for this program over the years. And I think one thing that Painter has shown himself to be very good at, which I wouldn't have predicted when he took the job, is that he's adapted his style of coaching to the players that he has and the system yeah. that he wants to run and recognizes what he needs. And so what he has what he has recognized as a winning formula is a dominant big shooters and a, a ball dominant guard. And he has recruited for that and he has coached to that. And that is not what Purdue was back in 2005, 2010, 2012, et cetera. Yeah, I really, I really like this just real quick. I really like this boiler, man. It's reactionary defense. And I really do think that that is a lot. That's a lot of what I'm seeing is that you are all, they're always kind of reacting to it. Um, it's almost see, like see, so the, the football thing. You see Baker Mayfield play, right? You see him going through, knowing what his progressions are supposed to be, and going through that. But the feel generally isn't there. The ability to recognize a defense isn't quite there. Like he'll react a little bit. You know, it the there's no real anticipation. It's always reaction. And when you're reacting and you aren't these natural defenders all of a sudden you're a step slow or yeah. all of a sudden trevion williams is always kind of in the wrong place whether right. he's shading the ball handler or whether he's kind of you know it, isn't that him. though the idea that this defense that a painter coach defense and i guess maybe we're busting up a lot of you know misconceptions tonight but the idea that a painter coach defense and a bunch of painter coach guys would be that bad on instinct and how to how to play certain plays and that wouldn't that come down to um uh, recognition early recognition of what's happening maybe too i mean like those things seem to me to be what painter is very good at developing these guys and getting them in the right place but yeah i don't know it's, it's the one it's the one frustrating part but i do think kind of to michael's earlier point painter's going to be here forever painter's going to be here until he has the most wins in the big 10 ever and you know he's going to have the most wins in purdue basketball history that is what it is so i think as we are taking kind of a wider lens we have the baby boilers era we have the dip we have the kind of the the uh resurgence Yep. era where he's kind of discovered this big ball big ball and shooters thing mm -hmm. and then i think we will now be like recognize this later as the post carson era i think carson will be because to your point like and to our point when we were talking about uh that 2019 regular season when we were talking about this as you know for all of the flaws and for all of its like nitpicks we're really just nervous because we want a march run yeah. because this is the most fun regular season team that i think purdue has has had yeah. um this was, this was a quick conversation that we had beforehand but the the 2019 team wasn't but that was also because Painter was trying to adjust his entire offense or his coaching philosophy around what Carson Edwards was and around what that team was mm -hmm. in the season. 
in the middle of the season. And he was like, okay, I've never given, I didn't give Etwan more a leash to, you know, make mistakes. I didn't give Vince Edwards a leash to make mistakes. Like Mm -hmm. he barely gave Caleb Swanigan, you know, that kind of a leash to make mistakes. All of a sudden you're seeing him say, okay, Carson, you have the offense. If you make mistakes, it's going to be on you, but that's okay. Like you're going to be on the floor. And that's how he's playing Jaden right now because Jaden is not coming off the floor. Like that's the that is the one thing in this in this um, run. You can look at the minutes run, and it was only when Purdue was kind of blowing teams out by double digits. Jaden does not come out, mm-hmm. and so Painter no. It's it's the strange thing where this team is so deep, but Painter knows this team can only kind of go as far as Jaden can take them, and that means maybe having him make a few mistakes in the regular season, and that is like a post Carson kind of Painter, which I think Bullardout also kind of noted in previous. Uh, you know, quick guess, right? So it is right. weird. It is strange. We are kind of caught in this, but um, it's fun. So you guys, you, you had a you had a point. I, I think Michael said it um, about kind of it was Michael or Nish. I don't know which one of you guys. You guys all look the same to me. But the the um, the parts that are needed in Painter's um, new look offense, right? And you said a a, a, a dynamic guard or what would you say a ball? Um, yeah, shooters. Bigs and a ball dominant guard. Ball dominant guard. Okay, so so when you look ahead, just a half step, and I don't want to wish anything away. But when I look ahead, I don't see a ball dominant guard in the pipe right now. And there, I mean, there's some there's some recruits that have shown a little bit of that, but they're high school kids, so who knows? Right, right. But I like, and that, well, that's that's the other thing. That's the point that I've been I've been marveling at is how much. If you just go two years ago, what Jaden Ivey was versus what he is now, that that to me is it's like um, there's no way Painter could have known it would happen this way, right? This development uh, for multiple reasons, uh, for the, the 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 fact that he's had amazing summer coaching, whatever. Ivy is a completely different human being than he was as a junior in high school. Sure, I mean even as a senior, right? He was like twelve points a game uh, junior year. We, we have two of these players yeah. because you're talking about this like Jaden was a great player in mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a guaranteed top five. Right. Pick. No. What was no. Zach Eady? Did he play another sport? Do we know? Jay Money, do you yeah, know? Yeah, I've never if, heard. If he played another uh, sport? Soccer. He played soccer. Yeah. He was a good I, soccer player, but was too tall. tall yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah nobody I don't know if they've mentioned that. I, I but no, soccer. you're right. And, and the other thing is that Painter has recruited these kids that fit his system and his style of coaching. So Jaden Ivey would be successful in any number of, of other schools, but he was not a guaranteed thing out of high school. We all know that, but look at his pedigree. Right. right. I mean, that's the thing I always say, a son of a coach is a big deal. His dad was a big time athlete. Those are, those are big things. Still this leap is awesome. And that's the whole thing. Like we can, and, and people in the margin, maybe they don't understand how hard we are hit. People on you know our Twitter. I mean, I get hit all the time with people that don't like Ivy. It, it, it blows my mind because I'm like, okay, listen, you can get frustrated with a guy at times because he's inconsistent. He leaves his feet, doesn't know where he's going to go with it. His decision making is a little flawed. Okay. But I don't get this because this is a good kid. This is where I look at like, okay. Good teammate. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him off court, right? And so I just get like, this stuff really bothers me after a while. And I start just saying, shut your face. Because like, 
We look at the, this is the only guy on this team who can consistently take a game over, and he's yes. the only guy on this team that throw throw everybody on my back. We're going to the promise line. There's nobody else in that locker room that can do that. Right. Do we need to like rewatch the North Carolina game where he won that game for for Purdue playing against a bunch of playing against a bunch of six seven like uber athletes top twenty five recruits? The yeah. dude was the best player on the court there, and I think people look That's at absurd, right? Just say that that right there yeah. is absurd. A Purdue player is the best player on the court against North Carolina. Purdue <laughs> out athleted North Carolina, a phrase I never thought I would say. But right. I think people look at someone like like Jaden Ivey and they see him, you know, going to the basket real hard, like going being aggressive and being successful in doing that. But then sometimes like running into um, uh, too much defense or like taking a bad shot or whatever. And they think that it's possible for him to 100% of the time anticipate the exact right move when he's so fast and dynamic and athletic. And that's, that's, this is part of the package. Like he is going to, he's going to attack the basket and sometimes he's not going to get a call. He's going to run into three defenders and the ball is going to bounce off the rim and it's not going to go in. And you're going to be like, well, why didn't he just, you know, pass it out or, or pull back or whatever. And like, that's, you know, this is what, this is what you're signing up for, man. When you, when you have a guy like that, this is what you sign up for and you take the good with the bad. And the good is like 99.99%. And then everyone well, the is better than anybody else is good. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the real point of it. It's not that, you know, we're going to have to have some games that, you know, he'll shoot the ball a hundred times and make five of them just like Carson, by the way, just like Carson, but better because his yes. length and his more. ability to go up and wait for defenses to come down yeah. that yeah. stuff is not normal. Right. Carson yeah. was doing it with, I'm going to shoot right when I walk in the gym. Right. It's going to be like that. But Jaden's doing it like, I'm going to go right into the teeth of your defense, jump, and I'm going to wait, right? That, right. We, haven't, we haven't seen I will anything. have a window. If I attack the basket, I will have a window. Exactly. And the thing with, with Ivy is that he's got great size. He's crazy athletic. He's super long, huge hands. He has all the tools, and you want him to do that. Now, would I want Eric Hunter Jr. to do that? No, even though Hunter was an incredible scorer in high school, right. even though he's good on with the ball and he can attack the basket, I don't want him taking those same risks. But I want Ivy to take those risks. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, didn't he miss – what was the game that he missed just to sit out because of the hip injury? Wasn't that like – it was like Northwestern, Northwestern. or Nebraska. Northwestern yeah. on the road. And the, didn't someone – Michael, was it you said there was a, immediately a thread that was like – Yeah, I mean maybe, – Maybe better off without him. Maybe. I'm not saying I don't want him around. I'm not saying he's not good, but Purdue looks pretty good without him. Like, yeah, North, I mean Northwestern, right? Like, right. It's and not- that's the thing right there. Like, that's like the same conversation of us saying Purdue has the best athlete on the floor versus North Carolina. Okay, Purdue always has the best athlete on the floor versus Northwestern. Right. Right. Even if Jaden's right, not playing. say that almost every year. Even if right? Jaden's not playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> But someone on that thread was like, y'all act like, you just want this team to be full of link darners. Nothing against Link, who you know was yeah. great and everything. Right. Right. But the the point there being is like this is a different type of player. In different dude, yeah. And if you look at teams that are very good and that go far in the tournament and make a lot of noise, they have they have that guy. There, but, but there are good college players. There are good NBA players. There are very few that probably will be both. Purdue in the last. 
30, 40 years has had two of those. Glenn right. Robinson and yeah. Jaden. Yeah. So let's let's be cool here. Like yeah. let's let's be appreciative. And Jaden isn't like one of those all tools players who's not productive. I mean, like for Jabari Smith is probably going to be number one. He has yeah. all of the tools, but he has all of the two. He's going to go number one because of what he can do five years from now. Yeah. Because there's a really good chance five years from now he's Paul George. How like, how how old is Jabari Smith? He's like nineteen. Nineteen. So, so he to me that that's the same issue. I, this is the funny thing. I keep saying this in quick cast. I keep trying to hit this idea to people that we're seeing Jaden Ivy and everybody to me. It's so easy to see he's still raw, like he's a sophomore. He's a mm-hmm. young sophomore. Yeah, this yeah. guy, his 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 peak. I hope he gets what I think he's gonna becomes what I think he's going to become. Smith probably will too. But the, the thing about Ivy, I, it just blows my mind at his upside, right? And I'm not, okay. you guys know, especially you and Nish, you and I have talked about this a hundred times about upside. It annoys me that NBA always drafts based on potential. But this is a guy, he's like, so let's say he has a really good hand. He's playing poker. He's like showing you, hey, I got a couple good cards. He's he's already started showing it and he's still not even scratched the surface. So on to your point, yeah. it is... Um, I understand the frustration when it is a all potential guy that doesn't produce. Now to Jabari mm-hmm. Smith's credit, he's not one of those guys. No, he still good. produces. He's, he's really, really good. good. Yeah. Um, but there are those guys that go top five that don't produce in college and have all the raw tools and are expected to do this. Um, you know, in the pros, Jaden produces like Jaden. It like until this kind of late stretch was like one of the, uh, you know, uh, kind of top front runners for Big Ten Player of the Year. You know, he put his name in the conversation for National Player of the Year. He is, yeah. you know, this you know, uh, you know, really high production college player, and he's going to be a top five pick. That's the thing. Like well, we've had Car- yeah. um, Carson Edwards, but it's the size isn't quite there. Biggie right. Swanigan, it's just not the style of the NBA. You can go mm-hmm. on and on and on, but there are we've only had. In I think all of our lifetimes of rooting for Purdue, two players who are guaranteed to be really good at both the college and the NBA level, yeah. and so that's the that's the thing. Well, and and so Ivy's a lottery ticket, right, right. to an NBA team because you know that he's capable. He already has a lot of tools, yeah. and to your point, Dowd, like you watch him play, and you're like, man, in three years, you are just going to be unbelievable. You have the potential to be unbelievable, and he's already really good right now i mean this is he is as fun of a player to watch as as i can remember purdue ever having he is as fun of a player to watch as the big 10 has had in recent memory i mean this guy yeah. is not just we yeah. talk, we we're making fun of luke garza a little bit for being right. but like being him for being him you know and purdue has plenty of guys that only purdue fans can love right but um, Jaden is that guy was a, a a guy that only Iowa fans could love, and he was national player of the year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to kind of blow all of our minds, right? You're like that guy he won was, national he was player kind of like of the year. crash winning the the Oscar picture of the year. Yeah, I was like, really? Right. Are we doing this? Okay, like yeah. like five years from now, are we going to feel good about this? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think? So let's like you guys have watched things. Like, I remember being at Purdue. Without Glenn Robinson, okay? Uh, so Glenn Robinson <laughs> left after my freshman year. And watching highlights of other teams, I'm like, man, wish Purdue had a guy like that. 
right? And so you watch Ivy. He's the guy like that. He's the guy that they want to feature on commercials. He's the guy that you want to tune in to see, does he have it tonight? Does he have that chip on his shoulder? Is he going to glare at the camera again? Now he's had that moment, right? So I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying this with a picture of Carson Edwards on my wall. Right. He is like, I love small <laughs> guards that just catch fire. There was no threat you know, minimal threat, Carson Edwards exploding to the rim, right? Over the last unless couple of I, I Unless you're him. IU. Unless you're <laughs> IU. Um, over the last few, which is that painting, by the way. Um, uh, over the last couple of games, Jaden has not had a great shooting game. He's not had it going. That being said, he had the signature play of the Big Ten season last game. No yeah. That was that baseline jam out of nowhere. There's nothing. There were two defenders between him and the rim. They both had angle, by the way. Both players yeah. had angle. It's, it's just like, I, do, I can't even be in the frame of mind to yeah. be able to see that. Like, I, I feel like I've watched enough basketball and I've got a good feel of it. And I know I can't, I can't even fathom what he was seeing. Right, because he and knows he can just jump over him, and that's and the I, thing. It doesn't. He even said he to. said he saw the defender look in. That's all that's it was just, enough. And it's just like, what? What are you talking and about? He had, he, and if I'm remembering correctly, he had 25 points in that game on 11 shots. So right. even well, though yeah. he is not shooting super great, right. the dude's attacking. He's getting to the line and he's hitting his. He had 15 yeah. free throws, 15 yeah, of 18. I was just looking so, at that. To Anisha's point, and, and Dowdy made this point too about about players that Blue has and hasn't had over the years. The thing that the first game that I think of is the Sweet 16 game when Purdue was a four seed and they played Kansas, and this was, I believe, Hummel's last um, game as a Boilermaker, and Purdue they was got a ten. Purdue was a ten, weren't they? Uh, no, this was Playing Kansas, who was a two. <clears throat> Is that the if one that it, Purdue was well, way well, ahead? I'm, of, I'm, back, I'm mixing. Right? I'm mixing two games. I'm thinking. I. Yep. Yes, you are. You are right. They were a four in like 2017 or something like that. But uh, in that game, Purdue hung pretty tight with Kansas yes. through the first half, and then just got friggin' boat raced in the second Athlete. half. Yeah. And you looked at those two squads, and and you said there is no one on Purdue right. who could match up with the starting five on Kansas. Yep. Not even. I mean, like Hummel, sure, maybe a little bit, but like iffy. To be honest. Yeah. And now you look at Purdue, and I'd put them up against Auburn. I'd put them up against Kentucky. I'd put them up against these teams and say, yeah, you know, that average is brought up by Ivy. I get that. But this is a this is a grown man's basketball team. This goes back to something Newbert would say about Purdue football in the post-Hazel era, which was the off-the-bus test. Does this look like a football team getting off the bus? Right. And the answer recently has been yes. And the answer with Purdue basketball is does this look like a does this look like a team long and lean and athletic that could really make a difference? And the answer to me is is yes. They've got I mean, even guys like Morton, his his fingers drag on the floor, he's got big hands, he yeah. does a lot of stuff. Like he's got like that basketball body. Yeah. Yep. That you need to be successful. That's so, why. Yeah. No, no, like Jay, this is funny because I, I think you and you we've talked about this. My comparison to Kip Jones, like you got to be old to appreciate it. Kip Jones had a long NBA career. The dude looked like, like you said, a Y player player or like somebody's uncle who came and just schooled you. But that's really what Ethan Morton is, because you're like, okay. Long arms, lots of tools. I think you were going to see a different Ethan Morton. He's already taken – he took a huge step this year. 
But I think he's, you know, I've been, I've been on the Ethan Morton thing for a little bit because I just, I watched him in high school. I was like, man, this guy's kind of special. So he's still, you know, he's different than Ivy because that top end speed Ivy has and the athleticism, obviously Morton's not in that conversation, but the length matters and the shooting ability to come in cold and hit any time matters, right? That's a different mentality, really. So. He's he's where Gillis was last year in terms of contributing in that way, because Gillis last year would come in, he'd grab a bunch of rebounds, he'd play good defense, and he'd hit like one three a game, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is good, good contribution, Mason. Thank you right. for this. Thank and then this year, <laughs> and then this year, like Gill, you know, Gillis is a killer. They're running yeah. plays for Mason Gillis, a guy who we all thought was going to be pretty good out of high school, but it was like, yeah, yeah we got we stole Mason Gillis. Let's be real honest. I keep telling people this one: the dude was injured his senior year, so Purdue just got so lucky. Nobody got to see what Mason Gillis really is. Yeah. Right? He was that guy his junior year, but he was a junior. He was a little bit undersized, but he's a banger. Right? Yeah, he's the last person on the Purdue roster that I would want to get in a fight with. Oh, we, we talked about this in the group chat, Terrible. I think. He is – I put it out there, and you guys were like, it's Gillis, no no close yeah. second. Yeah, It's the yeah. it's the, it's the the which Big Ten coach would you want to fight? Oh, other than Jawan Juwan Howard Juwan's is first. the is number one. The it's just you like want to that. fight least. It should, yeah, Isn't it least. just because you've seen him throw? No, because I'm not – He's he, big and I'm angry. Not big. He's not that far removed from his career he's compared six, to the what, other guys. Is he 6'10", 6'11", or is he – He's 9'. Oh, he's like 6'10". He's uh, – either way, I can, he's to the level of tall See, gonna, I cannot I, tell. I think it's Fran. Sorry, you think Fran would be dirty? He'd be grabbing. That's what I said in the chat. Never stops raging. Yeah, he doesn't ever settle down. He wakes up in the morning, gets a glass of water, and his face is already flush. He gets up in the morning, gets a glass of water, grabs some crushed glass, and Mm -hmm. snacks on it, Mm -hmm. and then just start his head starts. And if the and if the paper isn't at the end of the driveway when he wants it, somebody's gonna pay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. a, Fran has a, Fran is the team that could either go out in the first round of the tournament or could win the whole dang thing. Yeah, like, he's, he's the, the Florida team. Gulf Coast of yeah, exactly. fighting Big Ten coaches. Exactly. No, no, stop it. He's, no, he's, oh, oh, I thought you meant basketball-wise. I said this in the chat. Like, no. he, he will punch you in the balls. Oh, fight-wise. He'll gouge your eyes out. Like, yeah, you know, he, he probably has a sieve that he carved himself out of a pen. I completely <laughs> forgot, by the way, until, until you guys shared that that – Rank, that power ranking someone i completely forgot that danny manning is a big 10 coach danny manning yeah danny manning. that's a you talk about length that's a, I see, that's part the thing of as a short guy i can tell reach, you, you know the reach. Man, the reach doesn't matters. he still look like he's about 25 and he's like he's got to be 55 yeah, he looks great he was on now, 80, the 88 kansas team yeah. now let's see how he looks after a year of coaching maryland basketball well fair fair <laughs> he won't look very good in a year he'll look like mark turgeon it'll be like those pictures <laughs> that they show of the president like when right when Inauguration, and then eight years later, they're all just like <laughs> zombified. Like, I have a question about something that's that that I wrestle with. You guys know I wrestle with the three of you do, but is this something that you guys have your full head and heart and hands around? The idea, and we we wrestle no. with this during football season, but the idea that Purdue that we're not going to see guys get to where we hope they would get during their career. So like. So if you guys say, okay, there's more in the pipeline, like I saw somebody said it, maybe Anish, you flashed it up and I just didn't read it, but that, that really athletic point guard, who's a huge upside. Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. Gibbs. That's it. He's, 
He's another guy like that. So he's two years away, though. He's not next year. I don't think he's reclassifying. Mm-hmm. So so Purdue is going to have these guys every couple of years that you're like, okay, we're we're gonna it's gonna be sophomore or junior year, but they're gonna leave, right? Like it's a harder thing for me to get my head around for a lot of reasons. But the big one is I'm like, is it this year that he takes his step? Or is it next year? Do I have to like really say, oh man, I gotta get to a bunch of games because I'm not gonna see this guy again? I just can't get used to it yet. I'm so used to the Ryan Smith model, right? Where we're like, okay, good dude, you gotta get one. better. I Son mean, of yeah. a coach, solid player, gritty. Kind of a gym rat. You know, here's the here's the thing. There's there are tiers of college basketball. Yeah. And it is really hard to move between tiers. In Purdue right now, I believe as a program, because I'm feeling optimistic, is in a transitory period where they're moving up a tier. And part of that process of moving up a tier means that you go through these like growing pains of like, well, how do we recruit now? How do we develop now? How do we adjust the style of play? Because we're going to bring in a guy who's like pretty good, but still kind of raw because Purdue isn't going to be getting those top 10, you know, shooting guards every year. It's, it's going to be a, a bit of a process. And so we're probably going to see a thing where Purdue's going to achieve a fairly high high this year. It's going to – logically, they're going to hit a dip next year, comp- comparatively at least. They're going to build back up again, and we're going to sort of go there and break through. Different reason, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the big question about next year is Zach and what happens with Zach and what kind right. of his major decision is, right? But um, I think Purdue is not ca- – so – Purdue has to build a team in this era very differently than Kentucky. Kentucky has has that problem where they know that at least 25% of their roster is gone after one year, right? So it's actually a really weird challenge that Cal has. By the way, Cal has a team this year that could win the title. Like for the first time after a couple of years. That's my favorite right now. He's kind of figured it out. And this is, that is a, really good Kentucky team. Well, they're getting better every week right now. That's the thing. It's scary. You got all that talent and they seem to be gelling now. But he is, he went all in on the one and dones and, and swept them all. And that was kind of when he made his first push. And then he realized that it then everybody, then Duke caught up with him on the one and dones that all of these other kind of like Michael, you said, these top tier teams kind of caught up with him uh, and caught up with Kentucky and the talent disparity, uh, you know, wasn't there. And so all of a sudden you had these teams that are well-balanced with high level one-year talent with this kind of stable of, you know, four-year role players that are going to be there. Um, kind of incident three, four-year role players out of these institutional knowledge teams. Purdue isn't quite there because still the majority of the team is going to play four years. You no. know, Mason Gillis is going to be a four-year player. Right. And that's awesome. Like Mason being a four year player is a foundation now in college basketball. Right. Like all of a sudden, you know who your power forward is going to be for four years. Um, Right. And like he could he can move down to the three. He can move up to the five. You know, we'll see what happens with Trey Kaufman Wren next year and what whether he ends up. In my my wildest dreams, he's a three and it just like kills everything. I mean, it'll be fun to see Mason slide to the five after this year. Mason slide to the five C Trey uh, Kaufman on Wren on the, uh, you know, on the wing at the four. That'll be just really fun to see. But all of a sudden, players like that 
are your foundation. Players like Sasha, who seemingly has been in the Big Ten for 14 years now. Big mm-hmm. Ten, other Big Ten teams hate Sasha like they hated Rob because they were like, "Why is this guy?" I, not- so. I don't know. I, I don't know why you would hate him. Job. He's living his life. He's collecting his pension. He yeah, is just living say, out his golden years. Been in the league long enough kids. that he lost his hair. It's- <laughs> I'm pretty sure see, he look like that. You as guys a see on Twitter somebody threw. And I don't know. Maybe this person's in the in the margins over here. Somebody we're connected to. Some I can't remember. Put their daughter's haircut and compared it to Sasha's and put a picture and added Sasha. And he said, "Why the why are you throwing these bombs my way?" Something like that. I was like, "Whoa! What what what's going on? Friendly fire here!" That's fired. Mercy. Yeah, I, I bet it was like, funny, What'd you say? I bet it was funny though. Here's the thing with, with with that with what Anish is describing, what that does as far as the makeup of Purdue's roster in recent years and into the future is that it raises the floor for this team, which is we still have an opportunity to get special players that raise that ceiling in the way that Carson raises ceiling and the right way that Ivy has raised the ceiling. But now we're dealing with a floor that's much higher than it's been in the past. Yeah, great job, Ultimate Boiler. That was awesome. What did he say? I didn't even see it. He was the one who did the Sasha. Did it. it was his his cute little oh, daughter. That was me. I think she's I red thought... blonde haired, but she's got a wispy thing happening right here. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Boiler says, "Man, I was like, I saw it. I was like, oh shoot! Like, I right when I saw it, I couldn't believe." Did you feel like it. a little bad for laughing about it? Yeah, really. This is uh, yeah. That's um. So we uh, I, I have to just go a quick call back here um, because when we were chatting, we were kind of on a roll there and. John Faker, we, we were talking about Northwestern, and he said um, <laughs> he said Northwestern has Pete Nance, and is like, well, maybe we shouldn't play him much. <laughs> I don't understand it. Hey, there's a player who's got a really good NBA uh, dad and a really good NBA brother, and so chose to go to Northwestern. Listen, he's got you have to rest him for the tournament. <laughs> That's true. Well, the, the weird thing is, like, have you guys heard Newbert just shred northwestern about nance they're like yeah. he's like i don't know what they're doing with him i don't know what like newber doesn't really take shots at other teams that's kind of not a producer. oh but when he does yeah and i don't understand i watch northwestern i'm like clearly he's the best player on on your team chris collins was what are the, you doing with him chris collins was the heir apparent to k can you imagine oh my gosh chris chris collins well, helped had, recruit shire yeah, that was like his first big get as an assistant coach for K was getting Shire, and now Shire got the job. Yeah, because Collins is bad. He's not. He had a couple of good years at the beginning because the, the the bar is just so low. At That's what you're remembering. I just looked into this. I like to get into these little rabbit holes. He's had one good year. The yeah. year they went to That's the tournament. That's had that, had that really good white kid who North chose Northwestern over Purdue. What was his name, Anisha? Uh, Ryan McIntosh. Yep, yeah. McIntosh. Screw that guy. Sorry. Was, I mean, like, was, why would you need him? He has more Big Ten. He has more NCAA tournament wins than AJ Hammonds, Ray Davis. You know, than Ray Davis. Speaking of the perfect player for this Purdue team, oh, like Ray Davis just drop that's him. That's a fun game. Take He's him, the perfect any, player for pretty much any. any oh, team. my God. So I, think, I think Chris Ray, Kramer. I think Kramer, Kramer or Davis. I mean, those are the two, right? The reason I like Kramer more than Davis is he's a little quicker with the ball in his hands. And I was like, man, a quick 
smart point guard who plays lockdown defense. Forget about it. This team, you can just say we're going to skip to the national. Lewis Jackson. Speaking yeah, of Lou Jack, Jackson. Oh, yeah. I mean, like these dudes that were just tough and defensive minded, yeah. like defensive minded wings that were like, fine, I don't need to touch the right. ball. I'll just shut down the other teams. You know, you know, the thing about Ray is that, yeah, it was the defense, but what enabled him to be such a good defender, which was his mentality. Because when he was in high school, he was not a defender. He was, was a score first yeah. ball dominant guy, hothead, getting texts every third game. And then he came to Purdue and it was like, Hey man, you want to play like you play good defense and you'll get out on that court because as good as you are with the ball and scoring, you are just another guy in college basketball. Like when I would say, so like, let's say Kramer and Davis let's use both these guys, because I think both of them, I think Purdue fans and national fans sleep a bit on the athleticism of these two. Like both of those guys are Kramer. For Davis, I'll accept that. Chris Kramer can probably still bench more than any player. Oh, the, Chris Kramer, the but but Davis right though, the one thing that that kind of put me back on my heels. I don't know if you guys saw this because it was uh, it was one of those things that it floated around um, on the knucklehead board. I didn't see it on Twitter that much, but it was Ray Davis doing a box jump that was 50, 60 inches. Do you guys remember that? I was like, because one of those foam pad box jumps, right? Yeah. And he did it, and I was like, "So that dude just put his his feet above my head." It was it was a ridiculous number, and he's like, an average athlete, right? Like, yeah, what no are we, big deal. What are we talking about here? Give me a break, man. Well, what, what what we're talking about is like the the difference between no, someone hey, who's capable of playing. Yeah. And just like normal, normal humans. I mean, that's exceptional for anyone. I mean, that's, 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 you know, just the hair below oh, uh, Ronald Moore. Uh, or, uh, uh, I, I, there's, there's a, there's plenty of. He just uh, call him Ronald Moore. I did, I did. And I was hoping he, did. To he was trying even. to plow through it. Oh, I was just letting him dig. Oh, no. I was just letting him dig. As soon as I, I said it, I was like. He's talking about Ronald Norred. You know Ronald Norred, the really great athlete of Butler basketball back in the day. Ronald Norred is. Athletes, we we do this on the Bold Sports group chat probably once a month, right? When we see a clip like the one Super Bowl Sunday of Mike Tyson. First of all, um, who was it? Uh, Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Marshall. First of all, first of all, you don't go behind. A pro boxer, Iron or, Mike, uh, especially a crazy Champ. pro boxer, and jab him in the in the kidney from behind. That All is sudden, never a good what idea. What happens if Iron Mike seems to have his life together? Iron Mike is in a really good place right now. Yeah. What happens if you poke him in the ribs and all of a sudden he flashes back to a time when his life wasn't that good? All of a sudden, <laughs> you? you're gone. You're, you're gone. dead. You're it's talking to God you're next. Dead. Yeah, that's yeah. over. Marshall soiled himself. I think one of you said that. It really looked like he, oh man. And that's, that was yeah. Ronald Moore does your taxes. I, says. Yeah, you I'm, guys are I'm, on fire tonight. I'm, I'm happy to say. have never like to never live that down because that nice was work. That, that was, was that was the worst. That was the worst. Ron so Moore. Ron Moore. That's Big what we Ron. should have called him when he was there. Ron. Ronnie Moore. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know what? And um, now that I've said it once, like I'm just guaranteed to like oh, lean into it. So good. The rest well, of you know, I want to go back to one like other that. thing before we uh presumably wind this down. I mean we could we could just do all our basketball beats concurrently. Like we could just do them all right yeah, now. Yeah, just let's just bank them now. <laughs> just keep going. And then when we edit them, just cut them up into yeah, different yeah. episodes. Sure. Just just one marathon. No, but 
you guys were talking earlier. I thought it was interesting when you were saying it. I was looking at the looking back at the last month ish of games, and and I forget which one of you said it, but it was you guys still talking about how tough it is to win four in a row with your defense, the way Purdue's defense can sometimes be. Yeah. However, from the Indiana loss, which we know could easily have been a win, but from then to their next loss against Michigan, they beat Northwestern. They won on the road at Iowa, beat Ohio State at Minnesota, beat Michigan, and then beat Illinois all in consecutive six, you see six the problem in a row. There, right there. You see the problem right, right there, though, right? No, six wins is all you need. I'm, okay, I, you know, no, I know what you're saying, but look at those teams that are mixed in. They're not all tournament teams, right? No, but, no, but that's where you lose the Big Ten, though, right? I mean, like those are – and I know none of us really care about the Big Ten no. this year and regular season. It's just no. to set up the tournament. But that being said, you got to kind of win them sequentially, right? Like you kind of got to first – Yeah, like, you do don't really get your well seed if you're – it's, it's, no it's the no dumb losses thing. That's right. the stretch where that's you take a, a dumb deal. loss, yeah. and they didn't, right? And after IU kind of – Although everybody on Purdue's schedule right now is trying to make every – game look like a dumb game because and, like, it is so bad what they're doing to produce strength the schedule right now like i'm watching all these teams yeah. like they are just absolutely peeing down their leg it's <laughs> the big 10 regular season is is absolutely brutal because there's only a handful of teams that are not really capable of being competitive right so let me middle, ask you a question real quickly about the ncaa tournament as it approaches because i'm still befuddled about what happened with the big 10 and what didn't happen with other teams and i think i've got it my hands around it i talked about it during after the fallout where all the big 10 teams were out of it by the round of 16 okay now like the Big Ten this year has been a meat grinder. We've seen evidence as we've watched over and over and over. These teams coming off the court, and they're like, man, this is this is a tough stretch, whatever. Purdue, obviously, it's been close to home, right? We've actually watched the Pac-12 start to get a little bit of that meat grinder feel where you're like, okay, Arizona, UCLA, USC have all run into teams that maybe they shouldn't lose to, and they're at least getting challenged. So did we see last year – where the Pac-12 just absolutely went crazy in the NCAA tournament, was that a product of them not playing a full season and being fresh and the Big Ten was just beaten down? Or was it something else? Is it just the Big Ten can't do it anymore? I don't believe this. the narratives around the Big Ten can't do it anymore because I don't know what that means. Like, what do you mean? Like, right. this is not a, a, a homogenous unit that operates in any way consistently from year to year. But I do think that, yeah, I'm sure that, having a little bit more rest like that would that would that would tend to help i'm hoping that works in produce favor this year with a week how, off how many years has it been where you can name more than one dynamic guard in the big 10 let alone two right. and th those are usually the guys that you need in the tournament right dynamic um you know uh, ball dominant guards and these like larger than life wings um, you have to be a great big to be able to take over. The, I mean, like Carl Anthony Towns in college right. was like the level of big, like Anthony Davis were the levels of bigs that you kind of need to be um, to take over. You can be that steady engine that gives a team its floor, but to push in the tournament, usually you need ball dominant guards. My reason, um, again, I also completely agree with Michael that it's like it, it, not every team in the Big Ten plays the same. They don't play nearly the same, so you can't right. really ascribe it to everybody in the Big Ten. That being said, how many times have these kind of guards ended up in you know in the in the Big Ten? Uh, you know, Carson Edwards this year, Johnny Davis, and uh, Mason Gillis. Uh, Mason Gillis, good lord, Johnny da Johnny Davis, and uh, our boy Jaden. The other guy, yeah, yeah the other yeah, guy, yeah, the me. guy that he's good. He's okay. commonly mistaken. The future Indiana, the future, the future Indiana Pacer. Um, 
I don't want to curse him any more than he's already cursed. Why would I do that to him? Um, but you know, it's like, you know, those, so those, the missing ingredients there. And that being said, it's like, I, I think Wisconsin and Purdue could kind of do it because of those two guys. Why would you doubt that? Um, Iowa can't because they're terrible always. Um, no, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's bad. Kind of no, just Michigan running through State, the Big no. Ten. It's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Illinois. Illinois, they gonna, Illinois, Illinois, man. Illinois is great. I mean, Dude, like, they're Illinois so deep. Great. They got so many guys that can score. They're a lot like Purdue, but they don't have Jaden Ivey, right? They but had they, but, but they you know had what else they last year was is crazy. Underwood has made those guys all like just absolute badasses. Like everybody on the courts mean as hell. Yeah. Purdue is not but, mean. But I think coaching matters too. And, oh, yeah. and especially when you get laid into the tournament, I think Purdue has had some really good coaches, but then has also had Mark Turgeon. So like, <laughs> that's part of this. That's part of this as well. And I think that'll ultimately limit I'm Illinois, curious. although their age and experience and, you know, Cockburn is going to, you know, <laughs> score a bunch. But I'm here for any of Mark Turgeon jokes, by the way. What's that? I'm here for any Mark Turgeon jokes, by the way. Oh, we, we know it. There's a comment over here that I want to address really quickly. Parcha says Purdue isn't going to shift tiers to some extent. This is painting yeah. below. Uh, not sure how institutional it is, but our big star, uh, our big stars will still be overlooked underdog types with something to prove. Okay. So, so yeah. How, what do, would Purdue have to do? This is the, an interesting qu- uh, statement, but the, what does Purdue have to do to get to the next tier? This is very easy. Win one more game in the tournament, really, right? Right. That's then it. I did. Yeah. The media is dying for Purdue to make a Final Four. I mean, like we, this was kind of the argument we got to at the beginning of the year, right? Which is like, the no, no, no non-Final Four team has gotten as much love this year as Purdue. Nobody with a track record of not getting there has gotten more love than Purdue this year. Everybody wants Matt Painter to go like to win one more game they all and so to me it's like first of all Mm. purdue is never going to be a blue blood i mean that's just what it is Uh, which is fine you like that is that kind of that what aren't they in the next tier but what we want to be is that solid at that solid everybody else right here's what here's what the media wants purdue to be in in my opinion the media wants purdue to become jay wright and villanova yeah I, mean, I think that's really simple. I think they're close, right? I think there's a there's a lot of similarities with mm-hmm. the fact that you know, Painter, if he goes to the Final Four, As right away, same. right away, he he takes his seat in a in a in a small you know a place where you're like these are elite coaches. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. they, if yeah. you look at these top 10 lists of like, you know, preseason, like offseason rankings, like of whatever best coaches, Matt Painter's top 15 every time. Yeah. And the only reason they don't put him top 10, top five is because he's never been to a final four or championship mm-hmm. game. Yeah. I mean, like they want to do this. So the goal, J Money, the goal is that next tier. And I think Purdue is there. Like, you know, like. I don't know what else you need to see, even if Purdue doesn't kind of make a final four run this year, like what we want to Purdue is always going to win the big 10. The big 10 is always, or it's like every other year going to win the big 10. The big 10 is going to be one of the best conferences of the year, every or best conferences in the country every year. And that means Purdue is always there, you know? And so that, okay. that's kind of where we want to be. So, right. 
so so given that, here's my question since we're an hour and 22 minutes in. <laughs> will Matt Panner take Purdue to a Final Four in the next five years? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Wow. Which is st- stunning that all three years ago asked us this question. And we were three like, years yes, ago. We yes, were and it's not this year. And it's an ooh. ooh. That's you that gift of the So I here's my thing, and I'm I'm glad to be I'm glad to be uh, you, feel free to at me and tell me that I'm wrong when I'm wrong, right? Um, no one ever does. That's what, that, I use, right? that's what I use all my burner Twitter accounts for. Okay. Just, <laughs> say, to pretend to be a Michigan State. Look at this dipshit. <laughs> tell him what an idiot he is. Purdue um, has a bad defense. And Purdue has like for a Final Four team an outlier bad defense, right? I and the Way other thing is like, but, like but the, so LBD the other, has been hitting me with data harder than ah, anything I, that I brought. We do it. it. We, we, we do it. it. We do it. You, we already go, said when you go back and hear the first animated. five or ten minutes of this show, we talked about your quick cast where you talked analytics, and Michael said that the credit should go to. LBD because with, you don't with do an your exception. Okay, so I started it. This is the problem. So he's gonna be like he's gonna go into he's a big idea. Okay, <laughs> but I was like, I I wanted I wanted something to back up my gut feeling, so I started yeah. doing research. That's what he went. He went and he made a chart that is Not, like forty teams deep, and he colored coded them. Let me Green let me describe. Good. Red is bad. Purdue is way down here this year, guys. Let me describe what actually happened because I know this is what happened. LBD is sitting there at the computer doing his homework, being a, a you know a good student or whatever. Dowd walks in. Dowd walks in 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 sandals, a, a board shorts, no shirt, with a drink. Yes, and says, "Hey, uh, I wonder uh, if you know if Purdue's how D- Purdue's defense matches up," <sighs> and then leaves. And then LBD does hey, two. Man, I don't defense. know this Purdue defense. Got one. Right. Thanks, bro. And then and then he and then LBD gets done. Two hours later, Dowd's passed out, face down on the couch, That's feet right. hanging over the armrest. Yes. yes, that is exactly what happened. Big ideas. You know, to to your point, Dowd, about like, oh yes, Purdue will go to a Final Four, but not this year. If if you project me five years into the future, and I know that, then like. Purdue's program is, if you think about it, that is a pretty good spot for Purdue's program to be in. As good as this team is, for it to be surpassed by a team in the future, you is would ruin. You would waste time travel that way. <laughs> I mean, all I want to know is that Purdue win a team at all. This all I want to know. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. We mm. would all do it. Uh, we would wait. We would use time travel to go forward two months just to be like, okay, how should we feel right now? I waste time and travel to see in. what the next big break breakthrough was for cereal, like really good sugary cereal. <laughs> all right, I can't find fault with that. You know, it's been a while since cereal really had a breakthrough. Yeah, it's right? time. Right. We're, we're long overdue. Right. We're we long overdue. Yeah. Two I gotta, things. Two things oh. in the two things in the numbers before as we again do our uh, you know traditional half an hour wind down of a podcast. yeah the Midwest goodbye over here yeah, exactly it's been thirty minutes yeah. since since Jay was like well I'm gonna wrap it up <laughs> the two Midwest th- one, goodbye usually so yeah. at the Ken Palm end of year rankings usually it's a little inflated at the end of the year because of course the good teams that went far in the tournament right. beat right. really good teams and that's kind of what but you, we all know that and mm-hmm. it's kind of built into the thing. Which is why you like even when you were analyzing it, you were kind of giving a little bit of leeway there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, what we have to be comfortable with is the is this question: 
are we watching the outlier team? And I think that was my argument from a couple weeks ago, you know, and kind of the dead legs kind of have, have, um, you know, uh, blunted the numbers a little bit where Purdue was runaway Ken Palm's best offensive team ever. And so eventually one of these really great offensive teams and really bad, mediocre to bad defensive teams is breaking through. And so the question is, does this Purdue team outside of the numbers kind of does this profile of a team with two deep bigs with wings, with a Jayden whole Ivey. plethora of wings that can shoot and with Jaden Ivey, is, this the, is yeah. this the shape of a sure. team that could buck that trend? And my answer is yes. I could. It's so, 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 so when I get deep into this, because I've looked at this, there are really two teams that you could look at that are like, you know, in the last 20 years, you guys have seen what I thought. But there are two teams I would say that split. You'd say, which one is Purdue this year? Are they Missouri from, is it 2011 with Haith as the coach? They or are they four? 2003 um, Marquette? Okay. That Missouri team was a number two seed. That Missouri team had some pros on it. That Missouri team was like 103rd in defense and second in offense. Did they go to the Final Four in 2011? No, they got beaten the first round. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I I don't remember that at all. It was was brutal. Yes. The the thing for me is like I can sit here and I can logic my way into either point of view that that Anish has or that Dowd has. But, But if I break it down, more simply, I look at this team and I say, there is not a single team in the nation that I would feel like Purdue didn't have a better than average shot against. Sure, they, that does not mean that they would beat every team, but like you roll the ball out versus Kentucky versus I'd be Auburn, really worried Arizona. Well, I'm not Kentucky's. I'm not saying they're not good. Four though, guys, that's the thing. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're you're Kentucky, you're in the final four. Yes. Yeah. So that's so, so, that's so I feel. Problem, well, I feel right? good. Um, the thing and that I'm so worried the about other, and I will the, continue to be worried about is the team on the bubble. And I don't, I really like, I keep saying Virginia. I don't know what their record is right now, but Virginia specifically who has athletes, who has great defense, that type of team that would just throw the wet blanket on Purdue's offense and just kind of poke you in the eye for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, let, dang, nabbit. let me give you a terrible scenario. Let's say Purdue is a two, which is what it looks like. Yep. And the seven ten game contains, beard in texas Shut exactly up. Shut. Did I, I just ruined you're it you're a jerk you're mean old man hell. Money. Go straight to hell i can't say what i really want to say exactly in this, but i'll text Me it neither. to you later okay i think that's a really fair worry i think it's a really fair worry and i i agree i mean like and honestly the, the more times than not when you ask is a thing the outlier the answer is no Right. I mean, like, that's the point of an outlier. Um, But it's also kind of the the you know, we also have to acknowledge that this team does have the characteristics to do it. Who did to was there a notable player doubt on the 2003, 2004 or 2000? Well, there wasn't two, 2003 uh, there were three team. on that Marquette team. Okay. This, yeah. Three players right? went on to have multi-year NBA careers on that Marquette team. But the big thing, the big multi-year. difference between that Marquette team and this Purdue team isn't. Dwayne Wade versus uh, Jaden Ivey to me. 
it's the point guard play. It was a white guy. I, you guys would remember him right away. He was, yeah, they all look the same. They all look the same to me. They sound the same. When they all do the same. But that guy, that point guard was the key because they had a point guard who was really, really good with the ball, made really good decisions, and could hit threes when you left him open. Yeah. So, like, that that to me Don't might be me. the difference. If, if we see the best version of Eric Hunter and we see the best version of Jaden Ivey and we see the best version of – Zach Eady slash Trey Williams. And I'd say, okay. I'd say you're in deep of- shit, America. The rest of the field, <laughs> you don't want any of this, right? No, no. The, the, uh, you know, one thing that I said kind of when you were – so first, you you were right in that <laughs> Purdue like completely got screwed at the behest of Michigan because like the, the, our schedule got rearranged to accommodate Michigan, right? That being said, the benefit of that is that you go into – the big 10 tournament in the March with rested up. And so there's no kind of excuses there. That's good. You know, right. that's Real really good. good. Real good. Um, so, uh, sorry, I interrupted J money. What'd you say? I have no idea. What I'm gone. Say. The thought too, is it's gone. Been too long. Gone. It's, like, it's, it's been, been multiple seconds. It's been multiple seconds. I don't, I have no idea. I was thinking about Tom Crean going to a final four and, so usually, usually Jay has a butler who's assigned to take notes and remind yeah, him of where he are. But again, mind. we're nearing the end of a quarter. The mm-hmm. death match has already happened. He's yeah. down three <laughs> butler staff. So this is sort of where Supply we are. Chains. So, yeah. You know, so, you still want to, he can't find anyone to work for minimum wage. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, what makes, by the way, I have a complete, this isn't what I was, I had something related to Purdue, but I don't remember what it was. Oh no, I do remember what it was. Um, you were rattling off if it's the best version of this, the best version of this. Yeah. The most important one out of the guys you just said, obviously you need Ivy to be Ivy. Right. But I think you can probably count on him to when the lights come up in March to it seems like, play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm Hunter's the one to me. Absolutely. If if he runs backwards against pressure, I'm I'm a little concerned because who's, who's they're gonna play guy? a team early that is gonna be like, Well, all we can hope for is to pressure them into mistakes because we can't right. out athlete them. Right. For me, so, for me, it's Texas, Saucy. for example, just to throw a team out there. Sorry, for, for me, it's it's Sasha. It's Sasha. I mean, you need Hunter to to play well. I get it. You need him to limit mistakes. Sasha, but, I'm not worried about Sasha. But if he goes one for five in a game, Purdue loses. But they've already won that way. Like, see, that's the thing that's interesting. I don't think they lose, game. Michael. Yeah. They, if they, Sasha has a one for five game, I don't think that's the death now. Not when you have Edie and Trevion and. We've talked about this at the beginning of the season. Mason Gillis, how deep is this team? Very like, good. There's so many opportunities to overcome they're that. They're still damn deep, right? They, they still yeah. have guys. This is the funny thing. Paint talked about this in his show this week, I think. He talked about, <clears throat> I didn't go with Isaiah as much because, right? So, like, you've seen Thompson, his minutes have shrunk down a little bit. Yeah. Thompson still has been coming off the bench, being real smart with the ball doing really, really good things. Thompson has limitations, but limitations for a sixth, seventh, eighth man, he's pretty damn good in that position, right? Pretty, pretty right. good. So um, as a starter, though, on the other hand, when you put Thompson in the starting lineup, you're like, oh, man, this is, this is a tough thing because the, the, the problems become really easy to see really quick. Um, before we wrap, <laughs> um, we're getting there, right? I have a completely unrelated thing I discovered tonight about college basketball that I have to share, and it's women's college basketball. So I'm sure Bowler Dad knows this before I even. I don't know. He'll be he'll, he, the LSU women's basketball. Do you know they have a guard who wears number three 
and her last name is Pointer. That's awesome. Oh, that's it's a great. Pointer the on her branding body. is so good. It's, it's so amazing. Good. It, and reminds, good it reminds me of in the bubble when they could put, you know, the NBA teams could put like little, like whatever they wanted yeah. to. They could pick from yeah. like a certain I'm thing. I'm so excited as and to where this is going. One of them was vote. So you could do vote. Four. And then four. And then Millsap. Millsap. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's quite the that's quite the evolution from the he hate me. Um, <laughs> he hate me. World be free. Vote yeah. for Millsap. Yeah. Vote for Millsap. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Um, by the way, I I agree with Ultimate Boiler who says 23-24 is the final four year. That's, what that's a the world. team. What and I'll tell you what that team looks like to me on paper. It looks like Gonzaga from last year. But with a Big Ten schedule. So wow! By the way, Dow Dow just invoked Gonzaga in a favorable in a way. non-pejorative, which, right? right. And think... the reason is the point guard Suggs versus Gibbs. That's it. No. I honestly, I stopped listening after you said this. Team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea what you said. Yeah. I just know that something that it's rare in this world that we witness. Something happening for the. I got in a debate on Twitter with a four-year-old who goes to Gonzaga. I think who tried to tell me that Gonzaga's schedule is really, really, really hard. And I was like, "Shut up, dude!" He's like, "We had to play five hard games." I was like, "Shut up!" In November, who played thirteen in conference? Numb nuts. So I was on Twitter the other day arguing with this (laughs) four-year-old, and I showed him. I think. He was a, he was a Gonzaga student, and I was like, I was looking at his like his picture. I was like, this is like a really young person. I look, I was like, all right, I'm saying one more thing. I'm gonna throw my last thing, and I'm muting him, which is my that's my move. Um, so and I did, and but like I was like, come on, man, let's just let's just. Well, I will say stop. you you've evolved a little bit on Gonzaga. You used to hate Gonzaga with reason because early in there they never it, did anything. They never they never did anything, anything. and. And remember when that Purdue team, was it the 2000 team, just smoked them in like yes. the Sweet 16? I remember that was a high point in your life. And awesome. now I think you would agree that few has built a, oh, they're, they're legitimately good. very, 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 very good. good. Their but, conference but, is still Smurfs. That does not change the fact yeah, that yeah, their conference good. is a joke. Right. right. The, the one down thing, though, is that the Pac-12 is not letting them in. I mean, like that's the da- that's the other thing is that they don't really have a move right they now. They want to go away. Somebody would find they a place. They can't. For them. They can't because they have no football. So the other mm. thing is like, mm. can Gonzaga be in the Big East, <laughs> which would be hilarious. well, okay. Probably. Probably. Geography doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. They're not going to travel oh, to friggin' St. John's every year. Come Big on, Big Twelve. You don't think the Big Twelve would take Gonzaga? Big, so here's what: if college football tends <laughs> to it moves from. A, power five to a power four yeah that's kind of the that's the road right where they end up the same thing as oklahoma state and the texas teams and yeah i feel like we need to warn people that this topic could go on with the four of us for the next two hours we'll in the group chat so we we have we have the same conversation with the same people making the same points on this topic once every four months it goes on. It, it lasts multiple days, it's great. and it, there's no new information. I would hey, like to. Let's talk about something important that's related oh, yeah. to this. New topic. Can Mark Few get his teeth fixed, or are we not gonna? <laughs> no, is that. I mean, you make a bazillion dollars a year. Might as well ask my Let's do something about that that picket fence, brother. 
Um, Thanks for listening to the. <laughs> I, I need to wait, wait, wait. We need to thank because we've not a good, done a good job of this. We need to thank our sponsors. I assumed Martin you Vinny. guys had already done that three or four times. We're really. I'm bad surprised at this. we still have sponsors. We do somehow. Um, we pay them. Martin Vintage <laughs> exactly. and her boiled at checkout get 15% off. Great uh, t-shirts. Go to Gridiron Metalworks and her boiled at checkout. Correct. That's still a thing there, right? Um, and get a discount there. And then, of course, when you're in Lafayette, or in West Lafayette, in fact, no, 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 in Lafayette, no. do whatever you want. And you're in West Lafayette, eat AJ's. Go to AJ's, eataj's.com. Mm-hmm. And who else? Anyone else? Do we have any more sponsors? I've lost track at this point. The BoiledSports.com fan store. <laughs> the only fans. The, the only fans store. Fan store. I don't know, I don't know if there's know. anything left. Are we honestly. We're advertising the only fans now? I thought that was just for yeah. the four of us. You'll now. discover it. The internet's a deep place. Get on there and search for it. You'll find deep, dark, horrible place, but yeah. wonderful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that, that was, was that was good. I feel like I need a basketball beat. Out. Right, that's what this was. Right, that's yeah. officially. And, and final final shouts to John Faker for just like dunking on me and mean, just like man. driving me into the dirt for the yeah. first few minutes of this. <laughs> Chris Harder says everyone's facial hair is on point. That's yeah, that's nice. That for mine doesn't white. come through because of all the white. You guys know I have a full beard right now, and it's white. Yeah. It's really great. Oh, so you, you and I are on the same. It's, it's yeah, it's white here, and it's white here. It's really great. I'm, I'm starting fun. to get the gray chin, which is oh, how you know. Yeah. I know. I've got like a little bit of gray, but like this is much redder on camera yes. than I think I expect. Well, mine, it seems like I blame the iPhone. Every time I do a FaceTime, I'll be like, oh, it's amplifying my gray. But this is not the iPhone I'm on. <laughs> It's weird. Man, it is white. I look like Santa Claus. <laughs> that fatter. <laughs> you know, like, fatter. Like, like, uh, we should end this. Just a pissed off this. Santa Claus. 100 minutes. Oof. 100 minutes. By the way, I noted it. We first said, well, we're about to call this at 104. That was okay. 36 minutes ago. Excellent. It seems well, I had the same thing. I did a quick cast last week, and I said I'm going to wrap this up. And I had another 18 minute of show. Well, the, <laughs> the good news is we've really filled the last 10 minutes with just like quality. quality, quality, quality. Oh, if you've hung on this long, it's really worth it. The payoff's been great. If you've so hung on this long, then you need to have some uncomfortable conversations with people close to you. Right. right. Get your priorities. Get what are you doing in there, honey? Oh, does doesn't just listen to four dudes. Just these guys are talking about. I, listen, I generally listen to podcasts at like two times speed, but I hope you listen to this at like 0.5. You're going to need to. There's so many granular yeah, you'll deliciousness. Miss stuff. Get it mm-hmm. all. Go yeah. back, rewind, listen yeah. to parts Wait, over What did Michael say? Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. Look it up because Michael's going to be back for another podcast in two to three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For, it is. for an extra donation, we'll isolate my audio track. On this <laughs> oh. Yeah, it'd be part of the com app. Uh, well, it's been lovely. good work, guys. All right, I love you guys. Good night. <laughs>